With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi there, folks. Mike Hancock here, and welcome to our Lifestyle Entrepreneur Summit. With me, I have Kim Castle, a good friend of mine from Los Angeles in America. And I met Kim about 10 years ago, I think it is now, doing something entirely different than she's doing today. Hi, Kim. How are you doing? Hi, Mike. It's a joy to connect with you after so many years. You know, we, we come back together and we, we bring our love out into the world and we come back together. So it's a joy to be here with you. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Lundy and I really enjoyed having dinner with you and Vito um, in, I think, January this year in, in LA. It was a, a great evening and just love catching up with you guys. Let me start by kicking off uh, into what you were doing right back when I met you. Now, folks, Kim had a very, very successful brand company called Why Brand You? And that's what it was called at the time. She'd written a, a book, a bestseller on branding. She's got a very varied background, television host, so you'll see she's very good on camera. And also stand-up comedian as well, so we'll do some jokes, will we? <laughs> I, had, I had somebody else on this summit who actually is an entertainer and, and a, a magician who does comedy as well. I said, I said to him, say something funny, so he actually was able to. So that was good and made uh -huh. me laugh. I won't put you on the spot with that, but I would with him. Um, <laughs> Kim, why brand you was really successful and you were do, doing a lot of work with entrepreneurs and, and corporates and everything was going well for you guys. And then you got to a point in your life where you just decided to make this huge shift. So let's kick that off because I think that happens for a lot of people. They're on one journey and then they realize they should be on another journey, which is, which is their true calling. What's that about for you? Sure. Well, in order to do that, I think it would be... Um helpful to understand from a context standpoint what made me start brand you actually it was brandu.com and it's still out there letter you brand you the letter u.com i as prior to brand you i was a stand-up comedian as you know um, i was a performer a writer but i also had a dual career in advertising i worked in mainstream advertising madison advertising big big fortune 100 companies and i started hitting my head up against the lack of um, real consciousness or connection to the advertising. It was all smoke, smoke and mirrors and what can, what, what can we do to manipulate the, the market, the audience, the consumers to want this thing. And if they fall out of love in that, let's figure out a way to manipulate it again. And that's the, the cycle that was advertising when I was in it. And, um, I wanted a deeper reason why I wanted that connect. I could see the gap. So I walked away from both advertising and entertainment to kind of close that gap between business and marketing and a deep connection to the consumer, like kind of bring it back together. And I yep. thought I could, if I could empower entrepreneurs at the, the very deepest level, that they would grow up to be the new businesses of the, tomorrow. So that I could like, hey, this is what we're doing in advertising here. This is how you do it. 
And I was incredibly passionate about it. Uh, at that time, nobody really knew about brand. Nobody, you know, I was like wrestling Starbucks cups out of people's hands. No, that's not a brand you are, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And um, I did that, you know, wrote books and seminars and traveled around the world, you know, just get it waking people up to the power that they have as a brand. And um, I exhausted myself. You know, I would walk into a room of a thousand people, take an emotional read of the audience and dead left, you know, them to their yeah. own greatness. Um, and thinking that if I believed in them, if I could show them that they would too. And um, you know what I mean? You know that you feel that. Oh, as yeah, a I've, I've, I've definitely had that experience as well. I think anybody who's spot done enough speaking from the stage absolutely is resonating with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And then what I would do is I deadlift, I get in the car, cry, you know, or go to my hotel room and sob from exhaustion. You know, like I, I spent myself, you know, kind of, and I started to realize that that's not a good way to live. And um, I started to have deep depression. Yeah. I started to have deep fatigue. Um, also, by the way, I was also addicted to exercise. So I'm um, like that that high from exercise was the thing that would like, okay, I'm exhausted over here. Let me exercise to mm. get it back up and do it again. And that just wasn't a sustainable model, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I found myself becoming really, really fatigued, really, really depressed. Only I hit it because I'm a comedian and I'm a motivational speaker. I can't be depressed. Um, I started not being able to hear loud noises. I couldn't walk into a room with the TV on. Um, overnight, I gained 25 pounds. My hair's falling wow. out. Um, like things just, I, I just wasn't me anymore. It was like an alien took over my body. Wow. Um, and to be quite honest, I started to become suicidal. I can I totally appreciate that. And I think you you're resonating with many, many people that are listening right now. Yeah, and it wasn't like I was going to do harm to myself, but thoughts would come into my head like, I wonder what it would be like if I drive off this overpass. Or I wonder what it would be like if I took this whole bottle of Benadryl. Or yeah. could I just hold my breath? Because I was that exhausted. And so I decided that, yes, I had a very successful company, and the world knew me as this, you know, big platform speaker in order to survive, to want to keep on living. I had to figure out what was going on at the core. And I promised that if I figured it out, I would dedicate the rest of my life to helping prevent people from having to go to those depths. And that's why so I should. What was the trigger that allowed you to um to come to that figuring out because i think we met you not long after you'd really started um coming out and vocalizing that in public but obviously there was a whole process before that was there was there a key moment or a key something yeah um i had just gotten back from a power pilates class and i say that because it wasn't a regular pilates class <laughs> It was a power of Pilates class. And I remember feeling weak, but like, no, I'm a, I'm a 
type A, I can push through anything kind of person. And I remember pulling into my garage and I remember feeling kind of woozy and like right. all of a sudden things, I started to feel drunk and things started to feel far away. And I remember looking down at my legs saying, I can't move my legs. And the next thing I know, I was like waking up, my husband Vito was looking down at me, panicked. I had my cell phone and my keys in my hands. Hmm. And I had no idea how long I was there. Wow. And he recognized and, it straight away, obviously. Well, he had seen, you know, he thought I was going nuts through all this, you know, <laughs> like up and down and panic attacks and this and this. And it so wasn't the, you know, the woman, the partner that he knew. Yeah. Um, but when, when, when I was out, I could have been dead for, you know, for all he, he knew. Um, and it was that, that coming to awareness moment that made me go, okay, maybe uh, I'm, give me a moment, I'm fine, I'll be right there, isn't going to work anymore. Yep. And it happens a lot, as, as you said, for like a lot of people maybe resonating. Unfortunately, I find this happens a lot to women. Okay. Not that That's not that men aren't having the same kind of fatigue because our world I is think fatiguing. It's different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, you're right. I found through this whole journey. Now, mind you, I was an, I've been an athlete since I was seven. I mean, I was in the Junior Olympics. I was taught to push past my limits. Go, go, go. You can do anything. But what I found is, especially professionally, women that go, 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 drive, 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 we're actually working against our biology. Right. Yep. We literally don't have, it's not that we don't have the capacity, that we just haven't been taught how to use our biology for our, 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 our success or use our biology, how the chemical, chemical makeup um, to, to, to use it rather than force. We just don't have the testosterone to keep on going. And so because of that, it goes to our adrenals and pulls from our adrenals. It affects our thyroid, affects our immune system. And then before you know it, you have autoimmune issues and all these pre-illnesses that, that then lead up to more serious ones. Yeah. Well, when, when I met with you, when Lundy and I had dinner with you, um, one of the biggest things that you were talking about that night at, at dinner was the, the what I would call stripping away the mask, which, you know, everybody has, I have it, we all have it. And, right. um, and that's been something that as somebody who spent a lot of time in front of the cameras and a lot of time on stages, um, you know, you, you build up a pretty good mask and, and particularly being an actress and all of these things as well that go along with it. And you said that, uh, and I went and watched what we both did. We watched some of your videos after that, and they were really raw. So um, you really stripped away that mask. And what was that experience like? Because I think it's it's a great experience for people to experience at some point in their life, but most people will never do it because they don't have the guts. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was scary. Because, uh, the biggest reason um, being a perfectionist. You know, and I, you know, hi, I'm a perfectionist. I, I admit it. And I think that was also part of what wore me out. Um, but I, I think we take on these masks because we want to be seen 
in a certain way, we think this certain way will make us likable or more professional or more successful or for, you know, or people will love us ultimately kind of thing. And we, we, we go outside of ourselves to project the mask onto ourselves. And so for me, and even, even in my successful, even as a stand-up, even as a performer, I mean, stand-up is a pretty raw, you know, honest relationship. But yeah. I was so good at the mask, I could still go outside myself, project, think that I, what, I, what they want to see, and meet it. Um, and so I had to literally like disconnect from that perception. And that's a hard thing to do. Dis disconnect from that outward in, what do they want to see from me? And, and really kind of wrestle it off. <laughs> the biggest <laughs> thing for me was, um, you know, like not being seen with makeup and being yeah, seen exactly. and seeing, being seen messy. Now, as a performer, as an actress, I totally could do that, but I would inhabit that role that wasn't me and allow myself to go there. Um, I remember distinctly the moment when I had to, now mind you, I had 10 years in Brand U and I had developed this platform and this role, this mask. Yep. And I remember distinctly doing a video, my last video as that role and the next day, we were in Cancun, uh, two days later, we had this whole setup of cameras in our villa in Cancun. It looked like we were shooting a porn because <laughs> there were lights and this and this. And I had no makeup on. And uh, Vito said, okay, you know, let's talk. And I went, what do you want to talk about? And he goes, whatever's on your mind. And I went, well, I need a script. I need it. And then I remembered like that breakdown and I just started sobbing. And I, I distinctly said, I want to be like that person. Me, two days ago. Like, I wanted to be that polished. Yep. But I wasn't. I was just, and so it was the coming together, going, well, that was me, only outside of me. And so I kind of step by step, you know, and I had to just say, okay, this phone, I like this phone, you know, I just started to like bring it back to me and how do I like share this authentically without feeling like I had to present it like I had to when I did commercials. Hi, yep. okay, let me, let me help you buy your phone. And I think we're craving that. I mean, that's why YouTube is so big and that's, and YouTube is changing entertainment because we want that authentic communication. So I, that, was, that was my journey. Wow, it's a, it's an amazing journey. It really is, and and folks, um, if you listen to Kim, you're probably identifying with many many parts of this. And I'm interested to see Kim now where it's taken you. So the Kim Castle today, the entrepreneur today. Uh, you know, you're very very big on lifestyle. You guys live on Venice Beach in California. You've got a beautiful spot there, beautiful home. And uh, now you've you've got a, an entirely different focus, which is very health based and. And this must have come about because of something as as well. And maybe share the message that you're sharing with the world now, because I think this is just, it's not a 360 uh, from from Brand U, because that would put you right back at Brand U, but it's a definite um, 138 from, yeah. <laughs> from Brand U. That's for yeah. sure. Well, I think there is something that's the same in terms of 
with brand you, I was, I was teaching a process so that the entrepreneur would not put the communication of their business outside and into the market first, but that it was coming from that deeply connected place of why they're creating it. So, you know, it, they came first and, yeah. um, in my work now, the, the, the individual comes first, your well-being, your needs, what you, we are not taught to really put our well-being first. And what is that really like? Starting with the food we eat. You know, we, we start eating very unconsciously. Uh, or, you know, we just start eating because it's like, where where's food? I need food. I need food kind of thing. And yep. then we start growing up and your mother says, hey, eat your food. There's kids starving somewhere in the world or eat your eat your food. You got to go to bed and you go. And so we're not really quite taught or educated or cultivated that food either help heals us or harms us. Yep. And so. And I'm not like this goody two shoes, like eat your peas and carrots kind of thing. I love desserts. You know, I, I love that my eyes get big when I'm at a bakery counter or at Starbucks, like, woo. So I believe that we should be able to eat desserts, eat food that actually helps us. That when you eat it, you actually feel good in your body and your body says, I want more of this. Yep. That's why I, I don't know if you know, I created a cookbook. My very yeah, first no, I was going to, well, I'd actually seen that in some of the stuff that I've been researching on you recently, and I'd, I'd love you to share about the cookbook, so let's sure. hear about it. Well, I started doing, like, when we go to parties, I would make my, you know, it's, and now mind you, I was never in the kitchen before, up until about five years ago, give me a bar or a pill or a shake. I had no time to be in the kitchen. I was, all my energy was to my audience and to my customers, yeah. but once I started to go, okay, I got to make... You know, I thought I was healthy, but I was healthy in theory. Like, now it's time to go, okay, well, let's go to the kitchen. Okay, this is a stove. This is a this. This is, oh, this is this. So I had to start to explore different ingredients and to understand that the food that we're eating now isn't as nutritious as it once was. Correct. And that we have to... It's not, and I'm not going to be all conspiratorial and like, GMO, GMO. Yes, that's a fact, but that doesn't help you in terms of your body. So we have to bring it down to the very core and go, okay, so this is a fact. What can I add to my food so I'll actually get more out of it? And it starts with being aware. So I created, so I was making these incredible desserts with extra superfoods in there, and I'd take them to parties, and people would go, Oh my God, where did you get this from? I made it, you know, kind of thing. And they, you could, I could see them light up, you know, like, and like, how, where's the recipe? So I started making YouTube videos going, well, if I can do this, anybody can do this. And then people started wanting, wanting them, wanting the recipes and things like that. So I wrote this recipe book called Desserts Simplified. And um, I'd love to. <laughs> it's a great brand. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, like I said, once a brander, always a brander. Uh, once a comedian, always a comedian. Um, so I'd love to make that available, if that's okay, to everybody yeah. listening, that you can have it for free. And it's a, it's actually a video cookbook. So you have the recipe, and then you could also link to join me in the kitchen in the video and actually make it together. And you that's can go great. to Life Alicious. That's life delicious without the D, lifealicious.me 
forward slash rock your life. And that would be my gift to you to go, yeah, you can eat your cake and feel good too. That's brilliant. We'll put up a link for those people that are that are watching this sort of live. And and if not, if you see this some other time, then there it is there. You'll be able to grab the, the, the cookbook there. And tell me, were you able to cook before? I mean, were, were you a good cook or was this something new inspiration that's come with the new model, Kim? It's, it's well, that's a great, great question. Um, no, I couldn't cook before. I don't think it's because I didn't have the ability. I didn't care about it. Yep. Um, I cared more about making things pretty. I mean, I'm a designer. I'm a brander. I'm, I'm about creating experience. So I was more about, I would, like Thanksgiving, I would spend four weeks trying to figure out what the table's going to look like and little, little attention to what food is actually going on the table. You know, it was all that, you know, fluff and not the substance. Um, and I remember my food, I call I, I say I'm a born-again foodie because I yeah. distinctly remember the moment. I was, I was in the movie theater watching this movie, Julia and Julie. And this was a few years ago where Meryl Streep played Julia Childs. And then uh, mm -hmm. Amy Adams played this woman who was trying to find herself through cooking every single recipe in her book. And it was a comedy. And I remember at the end of the movie theater, like sobbing, like not just like, I'm like, <gasps> and I'm looking around going, is anybody else crying? Nobody's crying, Mike, nobody. And then I realized, oh my, it's a comedy. It was a comedy. What was wrong with me that I'm literally sobbing? I come home, I look at my bookshelves in the hall and there's two whole shelves dedicated to cookbooks and tears out of the magazine. And I went, literally, who put that there? And I realized that that piece was in me all along. Yeah. I just denied it because I thought, I here comes the role again. I needed to be that all my energy needed to be in my business or my clients or the exercise or go, go, go. I didn't allow all parts of me to, to, to live. And so once I had started to allow that, I started to find the very same creativity that I had in my business in food. And it started to awaken and it started to feel whole. It's not like we're going back to the 50s, the woman needs to be in the kitchen. It's really more understanding that cooking is a part of our expression as a human on this planet. And when you combine the knowledge that it actually heals you, it's, it's, it's a gift. Absolutely. I've got so many things I want to explore with you, but I wanted to make a, co a couple of comments first, is that... Um, one of our companies is Soul Journeys, and this year we did uh, Soul Journeys in Italy and Greece. And we did our pre-tour, and I um, I got us a, a villa in Tuscany. And, oh, that's uh, that's we, my next had, thing. Yeah. Well, Lundy and I spent uh, the whole summer in Tuscany this year, but but anyway, I got us a villa for the um, for and for the group, and we uh, got some local chefs in, and we put on a cooking school. So it was just a phenomenal thing that we we're able to do and just uh, have that inspiration of doing Italian cooking. And when you talked about that, that cupboard or that um, group of bookshelves in, 
in the hall there, Kim, and you notice like who's been collecting all these books on on cooking, and it's it reminds me. Um, I've got it in storage now, in storage in New Zealand, but I've probably subscribed to every one of one particular magazine on food for about eight years. And I actually did Italian cooking in Italy in 2001, which is a long time ago. But it's interesting because um, last year when we were in New Zealand, we were going through some of my stuff. And I have a suitcase of old books, books that my mother bought me when I was like three, four, five years old. You know, my kids' books. Most kids have had those thrown away, but I actually have them, which is amazing. Yeah. And uh, Lundy was going through that, and what she found in there was really a signature to everything that I'm interested in now. Uh, she found books on ancient wisdom in there. She found uh, books on really the world and geography and, and travel and things like that and everything that I do now. So... I'm really sharing it because you triggered it and I'd really suggest to people that they, if they've got any old books from their childhood, go and have a look at them, see what you used to be interested in and see what aspect of your personality you're allowing that to be in today because if you're not, if you're closing it down like you had for some time, Kim, then you've probably got this out of balance, unresourceful thing going. You might not even Absolutely. know you've got a blind spot and here's a, t here's a tip we can give you to maybe shift that blind spot just like that. Let's yeah, it causes it. an incongruence that you don't even, like an imbalance incongruence, which could result in me having to sob in the car after you know, exerting myself because I wasn't being fueled in that other piece of me that was wanting to be expressed. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think it's a, a great thing that people could do. Let's, let's get into, into cooking and food because... We're on a Lifestyle Entrepreneur Summit and the people that are listening in are wanting to create a certain lifestyle, but everybody's busy these days and everybody's getting mixed messages about diet and what it's all about and, and everything like that, you know, and, you know, you just got to go to Facebook and one of my clients' posts today was, here's their, here's their kid eating a whole packet of Raro. Now, you wouldn't know what Raro is, they don't have it in the States, but but Raro in Australia and New Zealand is the crystalline um, cordial that goes into a soft drink. And here's um, the parent laughing that their kid's scoffing down a whole packet of this raw, and I'm looking at it going, oh. It's man. like crack. <laughs> it's, exactly, it's exactly like that. My kid eats crack. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. So um, maybe just share, if you can, some, some really practical things that people can do to start getting their diet right and start having a better relationship with food, I think. Sure. Well, I think uh, the first thing comes the realization that, like I said earlier, that everything, you know, we're grown up, we grow up, in a sense, taking our body for granted and our body is so resilient our bodies are so amazing they're literally healing machines and when we're younger we have you know everything's working for you know at its top our thymus you know is is a big gland our immune system is supported we have so much you know that it can take it can stay take part in excuse me <clears throat> till two o'clock in the morning in college and it could take all the crap that we're eating and Domino's pizza and it just takes it and takes it and says, okay, I'm going to filter it out. 
to realize that the environment that we live in today is very different than it was when we were growing up. Um, sure is. To know that everything that we eat, everything that we smell, everything that we think is literally having an effect on our bodies. And our bodies are, are working diligently to heal on a daily basis or moment by moment basis. Um, and it can't, we can't be unconscious to that, you know, and you can't wait until you have an issue, like not sure how long you've been passed out in a car, you know, yep. kind of thing, or you it, get ahead of it. So, so the first thing is to make a choice on how you want to live, how you want to experience life. You know, do you want to feel vital? Do you want to feel that, that vitality that you either still have or you want again that you remember, oh, I want that feeling. And it's that choice becomes your filter. It mm. becomes the filter for which every decision that you make thereafter. People mm. always ask me like, well, is it hard to go to a party and, you know, there's all this sugar and is it hard? No, not at all. Because I'm firmly rooted in the choice of how I want to feel, how I want to experience life from this vital energy. You know, and I don't mean that in a woo-woo kind of crystal wearing kind of way. It's just that <laughs> moment when you were five years old playing in the sun and feeling so full of life kind of way. Yeah. I believe we can have that until the moment we, we, we die. Yeah, so maybe. first ma make that decision and then start to see where you've been unconscious in your choices, what you put in your mouth. I remember even like walking through the kitchen, I'm hungry and I, oh, I don't know, I'm so exhausted. I don't, I'm, I'm, and I'd get a spoonful of peanut butter thinking that was my meal. I did that unconsciously. Yep. So start to see where you're unconscious and then it can be overwhelming to start to make changes and how do you worry about GMO or gluten-free or this or that or that. There's so much to learn, but to just step by step, make one choice at a time, make the decision how you want to feel, see where you've been unconscious and make one choice. Maybe it's to, to address sugar. Maybe it's to see how you feel being gluten-free. Every dessert in Desserts Kemplified is gluten-free and naturally sugar-free. So, and they're desserts and you wouldn't even know it. People are blown away that, oh my God, this is sugar-free. How could this be? Um, also, there's a bonus section in the cookbook on stocking a gluten-free pantry. I kind of break down, you know, what you should have, the basics. So if you want to go a little fancy, how you do it, because it can be overwhelming. That's how I'd start. Yeah, I think the consciousness thing is good. And I just want to add one thing to that is for those of you that do this already, congratulations. But in those of you that don't, this would be a good time to start. But just having a journal with you and just even in that journal, when you come to that conscious decision of what is it that um, you're picking up that that teaspoon or tablespoon of peanut butter, make that note because you go, oh, it's only once. But then you realize you've actually done it like five times that week or something like that. So by journaling, just what you're eating and what you're putting into your system is a really good idea. For me personally, this this year um, in January, uh, I gave up alcohol and it wasn't it wasn't sort of something, I tell people, I tell my friends and they think, oh, you know, 
you know, if you only got three weeks to live or something. No, it was nothing like that at all. But it was actually the fact that, um, you know, we went out one day and for, for dinner somewhere and I think we just, it was not long after we'd seen you, in fact, and uh, Lundy ordered some wine, asked me if I wanted to order some wine. I said, oh, no, I don't feel like it. I think I'll just have sparkling water. Had sparkling water. The next night we went out and uh, I ended up having sparkling water again. And after about a week, I was joking. I said, wow, I think I've given up drinking. And, um, and so to this day, since then, I think I've had, well, I actually had a double scotch once. And that was, um, you know, during a, a period of big trauma where we had a tragedy in the family. So I had one of those after that episode. But I have it. That's been I have like it. Yeah. 10 months. It's been 10 months um, yeah. where I haven't actually had a drink. And, and uh, you know, I used to enjoy drinking, not, uh, you know, socially, definitely. So, but it's been fascinating. I definitely feel I've got more energy. And, I was going to say, uh, how do you feel, feel as a result? How yeah, do you feel? I feel, like, yeah. I feel better. I feel a lot better. Um, definitely. The decisions do. don't have to be all that monumental because it's the monumental decisions that make it hard to stick to. Yep. Because it's a big gap from where you're at to where you, you, know, you desire to be. And, and you're basically getting caught in that gap. And that's where the falling down, getting, you know, like getting back up, I'm going to do it next week. And that, that gap is where all the, the difference is. So if you make it as a, hey, you know what? I want to feel good. You know what? I think I'm just going to make, I'm not sparkling water. It could be as simple as that. doesn't have yep. to be, whole, you know, if you're having health issues, like, you know, you do have diabetes or you have something like that and you have to like, cut the sugar, um, I still think, I mean, yes, you need to do it immediately, but I still think you can do it in such a way that you don't feel that you're depriving yourself or that you're not, you're not the same person because you've made this big choice. Yep. It comes back to how you want to feel, how you want to experience life. So good Absolutely. for you. Congratulations. I did the same thing. Not wow. alcohol. It's like not because I'm... You know, I hit my head too many times. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, it's just how you want to feel. Yep. That's not and to say I, I won't have a drink once in a while, like you said, but I yes. don't chew it. I don't crave it out of unconscious habit. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I say to my friends, oh, I'm not sure that, you know, this is going to be forever, but at the moment, you know, yep. one drink in 10 months isn't a bad record. So <laughs> and I'm enjoying doing that. Yeah, we're coming to the end of our time together, but I wanted to, to just sort of ask you one one last question. And then if you could, please just tell us a little bit more about the book and and just give us that link again. The question is for the for the entrepreneur who who's busy, who wants to improve their diet and everything. What's the one or two or three things that they should make sure they definitely have in their diet on at least a weekly basis? Gotcha. Well, I definitely think. You have to make time. I know that sounds weird to be an ingredient, but you have to carve out some time. It's not like you can just, okay, I'm going to have this, you know, delivered or this or that, or you have to realize that you're going to have to make some time for food yep. because it's in the time is where the learning is because I'm not just going to say, hey, take this because I think you should take this. I think there needs to be some room 
for uh, learning and consciousness about what you're eating and don't just buy something that's because I create a product that says hey it has superfoods in it look it has maca um, I'm gonna do I'm fanatic about research yep however I want you to be empowered to go oh Kim did the research on maca did you know maca helps your your energy and it helps your libido and it helps give you natural natural boost and I want you to know that so it starts with like creating a little time and being curious about ingredients it's from that place of curiosity that you can go hmm I can insert this so that's the first ingredient is creating a little time doesn't have to be a lot of time but maybe start it's creating some space in and like get curious space yep. to be curious yep. um, the second thing I think you really need to do is to realize that there's not one diet for everyone our makeup it now yeah as a human animal there are certain things that we need but because of our genetics and because of our location where we live makes a difference in what we eat you know we we, we need to eat stuff locally because it has the dirt it has the stuff that will actually help our immune system for yep. based off of where we live so there's not one diet that is perfect for everyone and so you're going to need to start to learn yourself and know yourself. Um, and then I say another thing that you need to start to do is to, to realize that you don't have to be a goody two-shoes. It doesn't mean that you can't have alcohol or desserts or stuff like that. But make smarter choices. And know that, and know that it, let's say you do have alcohol. There's gonna, it's going to create a deficit in your body. Just be conscious to it. And fill up the deficit the next day or the next and realize that your body is in a state of balance and it could really use your help yep. that said yes obviously green spirulina corella things like that are helpful um, I make sure you know I'm I eat mostly a vegetarian diet that does not mean that I don't eat once in a while protein I just listen to my body and there's a difference between listening to your head and thinking that it's you know your head is making the decision because I was like eating raw and a vegetarian from my head and I was became anemic yeah. so so you have to kind of really start to have a dialogue with what feels right in your body and then search it out you know studies are now showing that a Mediterranean type diet like you're saying in, in, in Italy and Greece it's a, a, a better diet for us because it has that median median chain you know acid uh, fatty acids and things like that that are more substantial to our bodies you know the meat is more of a fish and things like that so really start to listen to your body and know kind of pick up on a trend but also look at the science and because you have room to be curious You'll, you'll do a little more study than just do the diet because it says, hey, this is the trend now. Kim, that's just such fantastic advice and, and thank you so much for that. And I just want to acknowledge you as well because something else, folks, that you, you don't know about uh, Kim is that while she's made this huge transition, she's still able to utilise a lot of that great genius and skills that she learned in the past. Obviously, you know, She's great on camera. She's really natural there. So now instead of making doing stand-up comedy and, and um, you know, presenting products or something like that, you're um, doing cooking shows on YouTube and things like that. So yeah. I think, you know, you've done an amazing job at recognising your 
particular X factor and your particular strength and transferring that a, a, across. And I'm very keen to get the cookbook and, and see what's sure. in that and try a couple of things out as well. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, thank you for that, Mike. I, I, I see everything that I've done coming together, but from a very healthy, sustainable way and a real contribution. I see it now, whereas before I was helping hold up people in their business, thinking if people you know, were strengthening their business, they would know independence. Um, when I was a comedian, I just entertained people. But now I can bring all of that together and help people have sustainable, healthier, happier, more joyful lives. And I see it all coming together. Where I'm going is that, yeah, you can join me. You're going to be able to join me live in the kitchen. And yes, it'll be funny and we'll have a great time and we'll go into the kitchen and go, we'll carve out that time together and it'll be enjoyable. Um, and you can learn all about that at lifealicious.me. That's life, life delicious without the D.me. Yep. But the cookbook, you can get started joining me in the kitchen now with the videos and then there's 12 dessert recipes, things like chocolate mousse and blondies and almond joy chocolate truffles and chocolate cake and uh, sugarless sugar cookies. You know, like you can decorate for Christmas and, and there's a, a mini ginger pumpkin cheesecake, all sugar-free, all gluten-free, and you wouldn't even know and you feel great eating them in your body. Um, and you can go to lifealicious.me forward slash rock your life. And again, there's a bonus section how to stock your gluten-free pantry. And I also talk about the different sugars and different sugar substitutions and what you can actually do, the understanding, the different effects of the different sugars have on your body. Fantastic. Well, I'd recommend everybody goes and gets that. Uh, it's just such a gift. And, and Kim, thank you so much for, for giving up the time. I know you guys have been on a holiday and please give my love to Vito when you see him. I and uh, again, Thanks for being on our on our summit. Really oh, appreciate it. It's a joy to be here with you and everybody who's watching. And Mike, I, you know, I've loved you. We've loved each other from the moment we met. And it's really nice to have one of those relationships that grow as you grow. And yep. it's it's a joy to be here. Great. Bye, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.